All right. Well, uh, here we are for podcast number two. And uh, this is Ryan Speltz, and this is my podcast series called Startup Stories. And uh, I've actually brought my son in because it's always nice to practice with a friendly face. So, uh, But we are going to talk about uh, his company. Um, we own it actually together. It's a RoofMax dealership. And, uh, but we're going to get his story and his side of things. And so, and it'll be a good chance for me to practice my, my podcasting skills. So, so anyway, well, go ahead and introduce yourself and, yeah. and, uh, start from that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Kobe Speltz. Um, I'm 22 years old. Um, we co-own RoofMax together. Um, wait, you're 22. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm almost 22. <laughs> I was, just saying, I was I'm, thinking I'm you're turning 20, 22. I'm turning 22. Sucky dad. I don't even know your birthday. You don't even know your own birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, what is that all you want? That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. So, yeah. um, so let's, well, tell us what your business is yeah. and what you do. So RoofMax is a roof, uh, like, rejuvenation treatment that we apply to asphalt shingle roofs. Um, it's basically just an alternative to roof replacement. So um, when a roof starts getting old, kind of in that, like, 10 to 15-year range, um, the asphalt and the shingles get super brittle. So we apply an oil. It's a bio-oil, um, and it soaks into the asphalt, and it just rejuvenates it, makes it flexible again, basically makes it act like it's brand new asphalt again. So they act more like new shingles and then we give a five-year warranty. Um, and we're usually right around 20, 25% of the total cost of roof replacement. So it saves people thousands of dollars, okay. which is awesome. So Cool. So what would you say your USP is? One statement that is your unique selling proposition? Um, just that we can extend the life of the roof that you already have. Um, cause I don't, I don't think there's any other companies out there. There might be some copycats that are starting up, but this is pretty new technology. Um, so for the most part, you know, people just think you need to replace the roof once it gets to a certain point and there's nothing you can do to, to make it last longer. So cool. And so how much longer does it last? So it depends on when you catch the roof, um, but if you catch it early enough, like I said, in that 10 to 15 year range, you can do it up to three times spread out every five years. So you can get anywhere from five to 15 years of extra life on the same shingles. Cool. Okay, so I know this story, but nobody else does. So yeah. go ahead and tell us, tell everybody how you learned about it, how you decided that this is what you want to do. Sure. Um, so. At the time, um, when, when you, so you actually brought it to me, um, but I was out in Florida selling pest control door to door. Um, and I was kind of getting towards the end of the summer. I was having a good time out there, um, but it's, it's definitely a rough job. I was getting kind of burnt out and I was getting ready to come home. And you called me one day and you're like, hey, I, I saw this, I saw this ad on TikTok for this company called RoofMax. And they do this, um, they do this rejuvenation treatment. And you were curious about it just because the roof on our house is, you know, kind of getting towards that age where it's getting old. And it's one of those weird roofs where it's got a bunch of different pitches and stuff. And so it'd be pretty expensive to replace. Um, and so you actually called them and you were like, hey, what is this? I want to get an estimate or whatever. You know, how much does this usually cost? And they didn't have anyone in our area. And so you kind of thought about it and you're like, well, how much does a, how much does a dealership cost? <laughs> And uh, then you called me about it, and because I, you know, had some sales training, you thought, you know, maybe this would be something like, I think you actually wanted me to come back home. I think you guys were, <laughs> you guys were missing me yeah. in Florida. <laughs> but, um, That's true. 
But yeah, and so we started talking to their sales team, um, and I really liked the idea. I thought it was something you know that I could definitely sell. Um, it's not exactly the same thing as pest control, but something that I could use those same skills and, and bring over to this. And I thought I thought it'd be kind of an easy transition for me. Um, and then at the same time, I was thinking about it. You know, while I was out selling pest control and I was doing the doing the math in my head, I'm like, I'm making these guys so much freaking money. <laughs> and so I, you know, kind of thought it'd be a good idea to start something for myself, you know, so I'm not making this other company hundreds of thousands of dollars and only taking a little chunk of it, you know. Yeah. So that was something that was kind of appealing to me. But, but yeah. Cool. And just uh, so everybody knows, um, we're 50-50 partners. I, um, I upfronted the money, but Kobe runs everything, and so he's putting sweat equity in to earn his share, and it's been a great partnership. I don't have time to you know, do roof max every day. I help Kobe quite often, you know, when he needs help on a roof or whatever, and I help with all the marketing, but um, most of the time it's uh, him out working, talking to people, making deals, uh, making sales, networking, getting to know people in the community. It's been, it's been really good. So how did you do? You've just finished your first year. How did that end up? Yeah, we, we did really good. Um, we did almost $200,000 in, in sales. Um, it went really good. We did right around... I want to say like 85 jobs, right? Somewhere in that range. Um, and it was awesome. Um, definitely a lot of ups and downs that I wasn't, you know, ready for. There were a lot of slow times. And then, you know, right at the end of the, of the year, we, I mean, we were jam-packed with work. We couldn't, I couldn't stop. I was, I was busy all day, every day. Yep. Um, so that was interesting uh, to not constantly have work, but I loved it. I loved the hands-on of, you know, being up on a roof and we live in, northern utah so you get a view while you're working which yeah, is kind of cool that is nice um but but yeah it went really good so yeah july was a little sketchy it was there were some some <laughs> slow periods in there where i was questioning my decisions yeah that was that was a little rough i was too i was like a lot yeah. of money sitting <laughs> not doing anything <laughs> yeah so okay cool so talk to me about um maybe go into your emotions a little bit through the whole process at the very beginning. What were you excited about? What were you nervous about? What's turned out to be true? What's turned out to be maybe made up in your head, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'd say like at first, so we started at kind of a weird time, I think. So we started in October of, it was 2021. Yeah. Um, and that's right around when it starts getting cold here. And so, it was interesting because we were able to squeeze in a couple jobs. So I kind of got like a feel for what I would be doing the next summer. Um, but I was pretty, I was pretty nervous. I, I think I, there was a lot that kind of freaked me out. And I think I got like a lot of imposter syndrome at first. I was like, I'd say I own a business, but like, it doesn't really feel like it because it's winter time now and I'm not doing anything, you know, other than networking and, and talking to people and um, but I don't know. I think I was just ready to, ready to start working. And that, I think it was honestly like a good thing. Like it felt weird that we started in the fall and then had this big period where we couldn't spring any jobs. We got a few in, you know, on the warm days in the winter, but for the most part, all I did was a little bit of networking here and there, talking to realtors and stuff. Um, and I had only sprayed like, I think we did like eight jobs maybe before that winter. Six. 
six, somewhere it around there. Many, yeah. It wasn't many. And so I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing yet. You know, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't like done a whole lot of sales yet or anything like that. I, I don't, I don't know how many leads we had that, that month or yeah. whatever that we sprayed, but, but so I, I, I was kind of, was kind of nervous to see what would happen come springtime. Um, and then we got super busy when, when, uh, when spring hit and that was good. Um, but overall, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't necessarily, like, I don't know if it, like, if I had an expectation of what it would feel like necessarily, um, other than, you know, how stressful it gets when there's no, when there's no jobs, it's kind of, kind of freaky. Um, other than that. So how's the imposter syndrome feeling? Um, a little bit better now that I can say we've been doing this for over a year, you know, and I, and I know I can do it. I know I can sell the work and then I know I can, you know, and I've, I've established quite a few relationships, you know, I'm part of a BNI group. And so that helps a lot is, you know, surrounding myself with other business owners and, and talking to those people and they've helped a ton, you know? Um, so that's, I feel like it's still there a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just because I, I I'm young, I I don't know. Don't have a whole lot of experience, and I say I'm a business owner, which I am. But sometimes it doesn't really feel like that. I just yeah. feel like a kid working on somebody's roof, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's eased up quite a bit. Cool. So. Yeah, I, I remember when you first went to your BNI group, you were like, "It's a bunch of old people. They're all people my age, you <laughs> yeah. know." And so, but um, that group's been awesome to you. They yeah, they've been great. Embraced you and pulled you in and. Yeah. It's been really good. Yeah, they've so. been awesome. So talk to me about marketing. What's worked? What's been challenging? What what do you, you know, I, I know I work on that stuff a lot, but sure. from your standpoint, what's been good? Um, I, I'd say like the best thing that's worked um, is probably just your, your local magazines. Um, they are advertisements in there. You have a lot of readers that, you know, read every single page. And so they come across our advertisements every month and... And I feel like those people that call in, there's a little bit more credibility because they've been, you know, reading this magazine for years. And so those people, when they call in, um, typically they, um, they're right around the right age. It seems like they kind of get the, like the roof, they, they kind of get the point. They don't want, I don't typically get people where I, you know, can get up on the roof and say, oh, you need to replace this. A lot of times they understand you know, when too far gone is when that is, you know. Um, and I feel like my closing rate with them has been almost, I mean, probably somewhere around 70, 80%. I mean, most of the leads that come through that have been awesome. Um, I'd say, you know, one of the frustrating things is with our Facebook marketing, there's just so many people that don't answer. Yeah. So many people that don't reply. It's like I can text them, I can email them, I can call them five times, and I don't get a single thing. Yeah. Or on that fifth call, I'll get a text back that says, don't call this anymore. And it's like, well, why'd you fill out our form <laughs> online? You know, yeah. I thought you wanted me to come look at your roof. Um, so that that can be frustrating sometimes. Um, I actually yeah. find that to be true with a lot of Facebook stuff. Really? People say that, yeah. It's just, just I think it's too it easy to fill out the form because a lot of times the information's already in. Yeah. And so they just see it they're like oh that's interesting oh yeah click submit but then they weren't fully 
there wasn't a thought process. When someone picks up the phone to call you, yeah. that's, a, that's a much bigger commitment for in their mind to, to do that. And a lot of times that's what happens with the people that are reading the magazine is instead of you know going onto the website, they'll just call the number on the page. And so I'll get a phone call. They're like, oh, I live in North Ogden or whatever. And then I can just put them in to our system and then you know go to the estimate forum. So, cool. And that's a, lot, that's a lot better. I like it when they call me because then I don't have to try and reach out to them and yeah. figure out if they like texting or calling or yeah. emailing or whatever <laughs> it may be, you know, so. So talk to me about the hardest thing you've dealt with and the best thing. Um, hmm. I'd say um, probably the hardest thing is just like in those hard months like you were talking about earlier is like in July when there's nothing to do, it's kind of freaky and it's hard to like figure out how you can create business. And a lot of the time, I know, especially at first, like when I was doing networking and stuff and like going out and meeting with realtors and, and all that stuff, I was like, man, this sucks. I feel like I'm not like getting anything from this. And you kept telling me it's a long game. Like it's, it's something you got to do, you know, over a long time. And then eventually it'll, it'll pay off and you'll start making money. But you know, in those moments, I mean, there were times in July where I just went out and I was flying or, you know, knocking on doors, and it just seemed like nothing I could do. You know, you'd get somebody that was, like, close and they seemed interested, and then you never you never hear back from them. Yeah. You can call them as, or text them as many times as you want, and they never, they never say anything back to you. Um, so I feel like that's kind of, that's scary in the moment, you know, when you don't have, when you don't have any work. And there's no money coming in, and you don't know how to how to create work, um, so that can be kind of kind of freaky. Um, and then the easiest thing, or best, or best, best thing, thing, favorite thing you. I honestly really enjoy the work, like the actual spraying of the roofs and doing all the repairs and stuff. I love that, um, and I, I think that was one of the things that kind of drew me towards Roof Max is. Um, when I was doing door-to-door sales, it's super repetitive. I mean, you walk up to the door, say the exact same thing 150 times a day, and you're just looking for a couple yeses, you know. Um, and that wasn't bad, but, you know, after six months of doing it straight, it gets pretty it gets pretty old and emotionally draining. Yep. And before that, I actually worked um, in HVAC, so I was, you know, installing heating and cooling systems and houses and big warehouses and stuff. And I yeah. love the hands-on part of that, but it was brutal work and it was super hard on my body. And so I saw this as kind of a segue between those two things. You know, I could do some repairs and work on the actual roof and do the spraying, um, but I could also do the, the sales side of things, which was kind of cool. And that was, that was something that kind of drew me in. Um, and so, yeah, I love the – and the actual spraying of the roof, it's like this, you know, white oil that goes on there. And when you lay it on, it's super satisfying. It's like you just kind of do it in layers. It's it's super fun. So. Yeah, I, I talked about the videos that we had, the professional ones that RoofMax provided. Uh huh. They have a professional like testimonial reel, and then they have another one that's, yeah. um, you know, animated but very high level. You know, very very well done. And when we're at home shows, the one that produces the best results is the one of him spraying and me being a drunk drone driver because I can't drive drones. I didn't grow up in video game generation, so I stink at multiple things. And 
<laughs> so anyway, we get a few good clips and we just cut out all my, you know, wanderings with the drone off into the trees yeah. and get, and it's just like a 10 minute video of mm -hmm. a bunch of different roofs showing you spraying and people, it stops people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they just stop, stop and they watch it. That's kind of, yeah. kind of cool. Cool. Okay, so talk about this year. What are your plans and goals? Obviously, you're dormant right now. There's snow on most of the roofs, and uh, it's too cold to spray. So, yeah. what uh, what are your plans? Um, hopefully, you know, come springtime, we can we can hit the ground running. Um, I'm really hoping, you know, especially once it starts warming up a little bit, maybe I'll go out and do some do some flyering, do some networking, just to prepare for spring, because I really want to get some momentum into the springtime so that we can, you know, carry that into the middle of the summer because last year during July, it was pretty rough. Um, you know, we had a, and the thing was, it was interesting because it wasn't that we weren't um, getting leads. Like we were getting leads. Like I remember one week I, I did 15 estimates and I didn't sell a single one of them. And I called our mentor, his name's Pete. He lives up in Washington. Um, they've been doing this for four, four years. I think they're going on their fifth year now. Um, and so I called him. I'm like, dude, do I just suck or something? Like, what's going on? Like, why can't I, why can't I sell anyone? Like, I, I did 15 estimates, and I haven't sold a single one of them. I think I ended up selling one, but it, it was like the next week they called me back. And so I was feeling down, and I was like, man, this really sucks. And he's like, that's just kind of how the middle of the summer goes. He's like, I've done like 30 this week, and we've only sold like two or three of them. So I think that's just kind of part of middle of the summer. You know, everybody's wanting to go on vacations and stuff. But I'm hoping that, um, you know, we can we can kind of, you know, if we need to, like maybe stagger out some jobs through the, throughout the month, so we can kind of, you know, um, just keep feeding the feeding our bank account, so we have some cash flow that's you know somewhat steady. Um, but I'd like to try and carry some of that momentum through the summer, so we don't have a bunch of big you know blank areas, and then, um, you know, around fall time will be super busy. I mean, this year we couldn't even, I couldn't yeah. do it, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Everybody wanted, I was closing, you know, probably 60, 70% of the estimates and I was, do, uh, that I was doing and we were getting quite a few leads. So, yeah. um, but hopefully this, this summer we can, we can double. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of my goal. Um, and it depends on how, kind of how much I, I can, you know, handle how much work I can do. Um, but maybe by the end of the year or you know, midway through the summer, we can hire like a part-time technician or something, somebody to kind of help me with the work. Cause especially on those big roofs, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So. Yeah. You need someone to manage the hose so you don't <laughs> trip on it and fall off the roof or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or knock down like a, a statue or something in their garden. Yeah. It gets caught on stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, um, so tell everybody what you drive when you're doing these jobs. So I drive a, it's a green 1972 C10. It's a Chevy C10. Um, it's a long bed. And that thing is freaking fun. But <laughs> we use that thing to pull our trailer around. Um, it was green when we bought it. And so we were like, oh, that's perfect. It's already the right color. Um, and then we just yeah, put Yeah, colors are green and yellow. Yeah. So it goes really well with them. Yep. And uh, we just put a little Roofmax decal on the side of it. Um, got some pinstripes done on it, and it's a uh, it's a beautiful truck. It's super fun. Yeah, it's uh, definitely turns a lot of heads, which is good. Get people get people looking at me. So, I wish I had thoughts this good every day, but this was actually my idea that that uh, to get that truck. But I thought you know it'd be so cool because you're 
the concept of roof max is don't replace it, renew it, you yeah. know, make that roof last longer. And so I was like, what if we had a restored Chevy pickup truck to mm -hmm. drive around in and do marketing and all that stuff? And the timing was actually good because trucks skyrocketed right when we were trying to yeah. get started in the business. And I was like, holy cow, they're so expensive. So, uh, so we were able to hold off. I think we'll buy a truck this year, but it was crazy to, <laughs> you know, to yeah. see that. But such a good idea, and it grabs people's attention. We've done a couple of home shows with it, yeah. and people have seen it in the parking lot. We had one where they actually let us pull it in the building, mm -hmm. and it got a ton of attention. Just people stopping, whoa, beautiful truck. My grandpa used to have one of these. Yeah. And, you know, it was pretty fun. So yeah, and that thing's powerful. It pulls that trailer no problem for so. sure. And it's been it's been a powerful sales tool too. You know, when I pull up to an estimate. Um, a lot of people don't like salesmen, and so yeah. I show up and I'm all enthusiastic, like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, and they're they see right through it. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> here, here comes another sales pitch," you know, and uh, I'll start talking to them, and I can tell they're just kind of like, they're kind of reserved. They don't want to talk to me. They're Nothing just like, "Just up. get on the get on the roof and tell me how much it's going to cost," you know. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll see around the corner, they'll see the green truck, and they're like, "Oh, what is that thing?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's my truck." And then they open up and they're like, oh, that thing's so cool. And we start talking about it. You know, their dad drove one or their uncle had one or, you know, yeah. maybe they have one in their garage. I've had people with one in their garage. And so we talk about that for an hour. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, crap, I should probably hop up on your roof. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's been a good uh, a good sales tool. It kind of helps as like an icebreaker. It kind of breaks that barrier down so people are yeah. more willing to talk to me. So. We actually had one that we did together that um, Kobe was busy or out of town or something. And so I got um, the lead. And so I went out to, I can't remember if they were in Brigham or, but it was up in Box Elder County up north from here, kind of a rural area. And they have a, a farm and a cool couple, you know, older couple that their kids are gone, but they're still operating their farm. And so anyway, the I pull up in just my regular car, you know, and I do the estimate and they say, yeah, I think this would be a good idea. Let's do it. And so, okay, great. So I scheduled it and then Kobe and I showed up and we show up in the green machine mm -hmm. and they, um, the guy comes over, he was, he was out in the fields or whatever and he drives over and he's like, my wife texted me and says, I think you're going to have something in common with these guys. And she <laughs> sent him a picture of our truck. He comes over, he's like, I got to show you something. So we walk into this kind of it looked like a farmhouse or a farm, you know, barn type yeah. thing, but it was a garage and you walk in there and he had, he is in the process of restoring this just perfect 72 that was just so gorgeous. Was we were gorgeous. just drooling over the thing. It was just incredible shape. He was, I mean, he'd put so much into this thing and yeah. in customization and he had actually had cutouts made, wood cutouts out of cherry wood that he put on the on the dash over all the dials and things like that. Oh man, yeah. that truck was just so, I mean, yeah, he had, he's got it perfect. Yeah. Ours is beautiful. Yeah. His is perfect. For so sure. That's, uh, that's been fun. Yeah. His was sweet. That was pretty fun. That was well, cool. cool. Well, from a dad standpoint, it's been really fun to watch you. Um, I've never been the micromanager type. If anybody's watching this has worked for me, they know I don't, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, up in your grill. I'll spend conversation with you and help you get, on the right track if you're off but um, it's been really fun to watch you because you you know you really dove in and you took it on and I knew you were 20 and 21 and it was you know a little bit intimidating to go to a B&I group where average age is probably 40 and yeah. you know you go to a um, you know realtor's office that's been in business for more than you've been alive and you yeah. know things like that but I've been really proud you 
gotten in there, you've learned how to sell. And uh, that's a super important skill that a lot of people miss out on. Selling with integrity has always been a value of mine is never tell a lie, never do, never treat somebody the way you wouldn't treat your mom or your grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've done that, which has been really awesome. And I think as you continue to grow, one of the things I'm looking forward to is you establishing a reputation in the community for being someone who, you know, is not only honest and has integrity in your selling, but someone who's always willing to help other businesses, who's always willing to be there and be a support. That's why networking is so powerful because you learn yeah. that it's about a business community. It's about more people than yourself, but yeah. you've done a great job, just under 200 grand your first year, which is awesome. And your second uh, full year is started, but there's snow everywhere. So it hasn't really started yet. It's coming yeah. up. And uh, we were we were just having a, our numbers discussion, our annual number discussion today. So um, excited to see where where that'll go, and uh, excited to see where it takes us. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, well, I think that's that's it. Unless there's anything else you want to add in. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me as your first guest. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. <laughs>